Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. So before I introduce my guest, I have uh, an announcement and I have some good content to recommend for the week. So first of all, I just want to let you guys know that even though I've been having a blast doing two podcasts a week for the last month or so, or maybe longer since the quarantine, so like two months, um, I can't keep it up anymore. I'm just too busy and uh, I just can't keep up the pace, being honest with you. So I'm going to scale it back again to once a week. Uh, Maybe I'll go back to two some weeks. I don't know. But for now, we're going to do once a week and hopefully that will be enough for you. I'm trying my best. A couple things that I want to recommend um, in terms of content. I'm loving Mrs. America on Hulu. It's really well done, really interesting. And Kate Blanchett is just ridiculous. Emmy, Emmy, Emmy. They're all good, but she's just a revelation. So that's the first thing. And I will also recommend the most brilliant, wonderful documentary, The Last Dance. I think I may have recommended it last week uh, about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, 97, 98 season. Again, don't even like basketball. I mean, I like it, but I don't really care about it. And it's just an amazing doc. I highly recommend it's on ESPN every week and it will be on Netflix as a full series of 10 episodes this summer. Uh, Billions is back on Showtime if you're a Billions fan. And there's a Behind the Billions podcast that Brian Kopelman and David Levine do. Um, They're the showrunners, which is like the behind the scenes stuff, if you like that. And one more thing I highly recommend. um, I listen to Terry Gross every day, usually every day, Fresh Air on NPR. She did a beautiful interview with Tim Gunn, who from Project Runway and now making the cut on Amazon. And it was one of the most amazing interviews I've heard in a really long time. And it made me cry. So if you are a fan of Tim Gunn, I highly recommend you listen. So today on the podcast, I am here with my friend and Bravo guru, Brandon Alvarado. Hello, Brandon. Hello. How are you holding up? I'm holding up fine. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I uh, cannot believe we're weeks into this. And I frequently wonder what all the housewives are doing during quarantine, except for OC, because OC is certainly letting us know that they are not quarantined. Yeah, what's going on there? It's bizarre. It looks like Shannon has decided, she decided to host a social distant, a socially distant, like happy hour with the girls, which was one. And and Shannon, I kind of thought would be the person who'd be super, super, super paranoid because she's, I mean, and I understand why she'd be nervous about the coronavirus, but she's afraid of like anything. So I thought that she would be like, I'm not seeing anybody for a year. But instead, she was one that hosted it at her house. And she's like, here on Instagram Live, she's like, here's the, I'm measuring it out six feet. But then she decided to take a selfie with the girls (laughs) right next to her. (laughs) It's so Shannon and so OC. I mean, this is the same. This is Vicky. You saw her tweet saying that they need to open the hair salons and and nail salons, right? Yes. And I saw Kelly Dodd's like horrific comments on her Instagram. Oh my God. And I don't thinning the know. herd. We're just thinning the herd. Well, you know what? She posted and she limited the comments because she was getting so much hate. She posted a video of, um, I've, I, I have not talked about this with anybody. So this is, I, we, we've not talked about this. I was going to send it to you. But um, she posted a video of someone else's kid at the playground or on the beach or something. And she's like, he's she was like he's so upset that he can't play time to open up because she was saying that zero people have died from coronavirus in oc i don't know that statistic because i don't live in oc but Mm. she was like it's time to open up and andy commented saying do you want him to get coronavirus from this from the swing and i saw it after the comments were already limited i saw it there and then i clicked back on it again and it was gone wow wow it's just so i was wondering how I, it's so bizarre. I was wondering what he would, you know, think about all this because he had it. And, right. I, <laughs> and I he has a brain. Ima- right, exactly. Besides the fact that he actually had it and, you know, mm-hmm. he's thinking. I was wondering what he would think about someone like Kelly who's like completely disregarding any, you know, socially distant rules. Because then, do you know that the new housewife is this, I, I don't even know how, I, her name is Elizabeth Vargas. She's like supposed to be the new housewife this season. Wait, what's and her last name? Vargas. I know people think Elizabeth it's the journalist. Vargas? It's not the journalist okay. Elizabeth Vargas. <laughs> it's the OC version of Elizabeth Vargas. Oh, oh no. Does that mean <laughs> like, she's blonde? 
Yeah, she's a blonde. But she still woman. has a drinking problem. Probably. I, I saw at one point there was a photo of her that was leaked of her like holding up a gun, which was bizarre, like a shotgun. Oh, I was Jesus. like, okay. Um, it was not a shotgun. It was something else. Um, and she was posting, I don't follow her, but I have seen some of her Insta stories and she was posting how annoyed she was that the beaches were um, closed. And she posted a video of this random woman who, uh, there was because Elizabeth hosted people for a party at her house like last weekend. So this woman's dancing. I know. So this woman is dancing, and the woman says to Elizabeth on her Instagram live, "Like, don't say my name. I have a business. I, you know, mm-hmm. I can't get in trouble." Elizabeth, for whatever reason, posts that. But then I look at Kelly's Insta story, and I said, "Oh, that looks familiar." And she was at Elizabeth Vargas' house partying. Wow. Was that for filming, or just because? Nope, just because they're friends. Uh, Kelly and Kelly at one point said, "Like, oh, there is Elizabeth. She's on my show." It's really mind-boggling. I, I can't wrap my head around all of it. Will Bravo use that, like, socially... I'm going to put that in quotes. Socially distant <laughs> footage that Shannon filmed in her iPhone for the season when, like, we know that they weren't distancing? I think they will. I mean, how are they on the hook for that? She did it on her own, right? I, that's true, yeah. It wasn't like the production was there. Like, she said, like, oh, yeah, we have our our iPhone footage or whatever. It was like her and Bronwyn and, and uh, Emily. What a weird, I, and Kelly, I, what a cast. I, yeah, I actually now forgot that you're saying, for a while. Yeah, now that you're saying their names out loud, I feel like I might sit the season out. I just, a Bronwyn triggers something in me just hearing her name. <laughs> I don't know why. Bronwyn, I didn't mind her, but I do think that Bron, like looking at Bronwyn. I mind her now. I mind her now because I real I mind her now. Yes, yes, yes. But during the actual season, I was like, oh, she's okay. Right. Um, she was sort of like, I think a lot of people are freaked out by the idea of housewives coming on the show that are fans of the show. But I'd like to remind people that any housewife who's coming on the show <laughs> on any of these shows, eight seasons, nine seasons, or like OC 14 seasons in, they're going to be a fan. You're just not going to have, I, I think if anyone's saying that they don't really watch the show they're joining, I think they're lying. And I think that's stupid. They should be watching the show that they're joining. I would never do a television show that I have not seen. Okay. I agree and- with you. However, I still want you to solve the mystery of why Leah from New York said she didn't know what Giovanni was. She obviously so watched Leah- it. Uh, I yes, I think Leah. So Leah said she um, did not know what Giovanni was because she said that she did watch New York, but she stopped watching around the time when the whole Tom thing happened. Like I think, oh. like my guess, based on what I'm gathering, the last season she probably watched was season eight, which was when Luann got engaged to Tom and then found out that he was cheating. That's an amazing. Why season. she would stop there, I don't know. Yeah, because it's the about show Tom. is so good. I know the show was like at such a peak at that point. I don't know how she had, you know, the will to, to drop out, <laughs> right. but she, right. But she claims that that's what happened. I would assume, I would assume that when she found out she was joining the show, I assume she probably caught up. So again, that doesn't really, so we're back to the question of how does she not know what Giovanni was? I'm going to assume she played it up for the cameras. That's what I think too. It had to be. I don't think there's really any other explanation. Yeah. I mean, she did a good job of it. She did a really good job. I, I'm going to leave the New York stuff to you and Aaron because you do it so beautifully. But I am, just to say, in summary, couldn't be happier with the season. I absolutely love it. And Leah. Love it. I love Leah. I love Leah. I, I love the show. I love Leah. Um, and I, I should say I love Leah on the show because I know people, I know there's, you know, there's a, she has her past that has come out with some comments, but I love her on the show. Right. We don't need to love people in real life. We just need to love them for the show. I mean, listen, I think at this point, you know, people who are going to continue to watch OC knowing what Kelly has been saying publicly, uh, I, I just think when it comes to the housewives, yeah, I wouldn't look at them as, you know, <laughs> my moral compass. I, because if I did, then I then a lot of them, and then I couldn't watch a lot of them. Well, I mean, I, exactly. I, we know that Ramona's a trumper, but I want Ramona on the show. Exactly. And I don't like, want to be yeah, friends with her. Right. And listen, do I want to hear what Ramona probably says um, when the cameras are not there? Probably not. No. Probably not. With the, her close group of girlfriends, I would probably not want to hear it. So, I mean, we know I what just, she says when the cameras are on. So can you imagine? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that reminds me of, um, oh my God, I don't really watch Melbourne, but I have seen clips here and there. And I know it's like one of the best, so I have to watch. But one of the housewives, I think her name is Janet. Her tagline was <laughs> something like, you know, 
if you don't, if you're offended by what I say, imagine what I'm thinking. That just reminds me of Mona. <laughs> totally. That's awesome. I love that. All right. But here we are today to talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So before we dig into this week's, tell me how you're feeling about the season in general. I love it. I love that we're moving at a very fast rate. I, we're clearly moving fast. I was reading a tweet and today actually, and I was I actually did the math myself before. I was like, this is interesting. You're so good. You know, <laughs> well, you know what? It's I was thinking about this because now that we're lining up, you know, New York and Beverly Hills in terms of like for fashion week, you know, both cities have now tackled fashion week. So they're coming <laughs> around the same time. But, you know, with Beverly Hills, I think it's really obvious that they they had a lot of footage, probably about a month's worth of footage before um the season starts because if you were looking at um if you remember when the press release came out that garcelle and sutton were joining that was in august um fashion week then happens uh in september and it looks like we're about six or seven weeks like something like that like at least like six weeks now in like between episode one and episode was it three or four four four. this week yeah i think we're about six weeks through which makes which i think is great i love that they're moving fast but meanwhile in new york they were five episodes in and they've gone through only about <laughs> two weeks like, <laughs> it's about yeah it's like it's about five days to like truly like two weeks worth of footage it's amazing okay so since you're so good at math and my head is already exploding trying to think about this but you have an unca- uncanny ability to figure it all out Explain to me then where we are in terms of when Denise stopped filming. Like, where is that going to happen in the timeline? And how much time do we have before we catch up to that? So Denise claims that she stopped filming. So I think the show said in episode one, that Chiron, that Denise stopped filming with the group in December. Yep. I think, I think right now we're in October. Sometime but in based October. Based on your like math, that. we could be in December in two weeks. Basic. I mean, we could be wow. because next because next week is already the the Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo clip. If you saw that, oh, it preview, is? that's that's next week because that's when she fights with Kyle. Because here's the thing: Are you sure so it's ten, the same fight, Brandon? Same thing. I, well, it's so that Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo is does not have to do with the Brandy Denise drama. That that's but it's before. happening next week because I don't remember. It's happening hearing... next week. Okay. Wow. Yes. So. So what do we think Denise, it is? Is it the Aaron Cuckoo Hood? I think it might be. So here's the thing. So Teddy and I think Dorit as well. So Teddy said on Twitter during the premiere that the Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo thing is that that does not have to do with, you know, with uh, the Denise Brandy stuff. Because apparently the women had issues with Denise. Right. Before that. And I, from what I remember reading in the online um, when they were filming it, I want to say that the issue they had with Denise for a while was that they felt that Denise was very in and out of filming um, because mm-hmm. at that point, Denise was doing bold and beautiful. Um, oh, really? And I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. She was doing the soap opera. So she was doing that. And I think they were, you know, um, they were trying to, I'm trying to think. Yeah. They were upset with Denise because she was in and out of filming, which I think is interesting because we've gotten a lot of Denise this season so far. And if anything, Garcelle's the one who says that she's been in and out of filming because she's also working. And I think that shows more so far in the season. Like, I think it's very clear that Garcelle is very in and out, but Denise looks like she's very much in filming. And I, mean, I, she I don't really know. dead and she showed up to that dinner. Right. Like, I don't notice, <laughs> like, if there was any absence, I'm not noticing it. Maybe it happens after. Maybe it happened in the in-between that we haven't seen. Right. And I think the one I did also read that they were upset because they felt like Denise was sort of leaning into what was so popular about her, which was like the kind of like easy breezy, cool, like kind of making fun of the women for being so fancy when she was in like her old Navy shorts and like talking about like Aaron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Talking about like Aaron's big penis. And I can see that. I mean, listen, I think it's clear that she's leaning into that. I love that about Denise. She's one of my favorite housewives. I'm not bothered by the fact that she leans into that. And quite frankly, I think every housewife leads into what makes them popular. I don't, I would think that's very bizarre if they didn't. Totally. But I also think that she turned it up several notches this season too, or at least tried to, you know, like she dolled herself up more than usual. I, I, I miss the kind of jean shorts and tank top Denise. Me too. I, I, I love Denise. I really love Denise. Um, and What's I your also take really on Aaron that dinner. I know we're doing this week, but last week we just have to discuss that dinner with Aaron. I mean, that <laughs> was hilarious. So, okay. So 
I was very thrown off by that. Um, and I, I wish Aaron just never spoke. Cause I listen, the whole totally. thing about Aaron's work was always weird. And Kyle did that on purpose to try and get Aaron. And and actually, I don't blame her for that because she was trying to, I don't think she was like innocently, innocently asking like what he does, especially because she was like, I hear what you do, Aaron, is, yeah. you know, what do they say? Cutting edge. And so <laughs> please, please explain what you do. And, oh my God. you know, I wish every time he tries to explain, because this is not the, fr- I mean, this is the first time he's really, really explained it, but we've heard like, you know, hints of like what he does, especially when Denise was recovering from her surgery and he oh was like, let me pull out he my gadget. Her. Right. So I, it seems pretty horrifying. I don't agree horrifying. with it. I will say this as, because I am pro Denise and I will always stand by her. Some people thought that she was anti-vax. She's not anti-vax because oh, good. when she, no, 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 she's not. When she was divorcing Charlie, actually, when she was divorcing Charlie Sheen, he brought her to court because she vaccinated the kids behind his back. Charlie Sheen's an anti-vaxxer. Of course he And basically, is. he, ex- I know, and he brought her to court because he claimed that she was putting poison in their body by getting them vaccinated. Oh my God, I can't. I literally So can't. our girl, our girl is used to some crazy, but she's also <laughs> right. not an anti-vaxxer. She's Does, on, do you I think saw, Aaron is? He must be. Yes, yes. I think he's an anti-vaxxer. I mean, he thinks cancer is our friends. <laughs> Can you imagine if, you know, cancer survivor Camille Grammer was at that party listening <gasps> to that? God, I miss Camille. I really miss Camille. I think Camille is a fantastic housewife. She's a fantastic housewife. And I have to say that while I'm enjoying what we have right now, I'm I'm really loving the fact that these women are able to breathe, especially because, you know, Camille was such an instigator last season and she was doing the work. God bless her. But I'm glad that the Brandy, Camille, you know, that kind of group of shitsters and Kim are not with us yet because we're really, we're letting the women sort of fester on their own. It feels like we have room to breathe. <laughs> and right. I have a feeling that, oh yeah, they're going to fester. I feel like- Yeah, they're doing okay. But I do think they need fine. help. They're close to needing help. Because and I think the they'll problem be dropping with in at women, the exact right moment. Exactly. Because the problem now, and we'll get into it, is that they're ultimately still friends. So- it's not going to escalate to the point where they're not speaking like LVP and Kyle. So we know they're going to make up. So the, the stakes don't feel as high yet. So I think you're right. I yeah. think that the shit stirs will enter stage left at the exact right time. Do you miss so LVP that, in any way? No, not in any. Me neither. I don't even think about her. She's she's irrelevant. Same here. Same here. And I, I feel like the show really is, it feels like a, a, a new kind of era and it feels like such a breath of fresh air in a way that Beverly Hills hasn't felt in a long time. And I don't hate Lisa Vanderpump. I actually was like kind of on her side a lot of the time with yeah, Puppy Game to be, to be. And so I, it's not like I was like, get her off my screen. But I did think by the end, I was like, we got to get her off because there was no, there was just really no room with her. I really wasn't interested in watching another season of LVP not speak to anybody or like kind of half-heartedly for, uh, move on but hold those grudges against the women yeah I wasn't interested and, in that. and see ken putter around with jiggy i just I, you know even the goodbye kyle flashback while i appreciated it it didn't <laughs> it didn't make me miss her it was just like wow that I was know. a great fight and it's over and i don't care yep so let's get into this week's episode with teddy's amazing retreat <laughs> i mean I, I wrote in my notes all in caps, not interested. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not, no, that was not interesting at all. It was, you know, Teddy, you know, they, we, we touched down in Orange County at that, whatever hotel we were at, right. the hotel that I'm pretty sure Stand they filmed. Like the, oh, yes, which I'm pretty sure is where OC has filmed a couple of their finales. I want to say that was where they filmed and I could be wrong. I want to say that's where they filmed their season five finale right after Tamara like rips Simon a new one. And she's like, we're going to get divorced. And then oh, she like good. shows up to that. I'm pretty sure that's where they were, but it, it could be wrong. I, you know, it's definitely it's they definitely filmed there. I have no doubt that the OC wouldn't sure. film there. And, and naturally, Teddy, you know, decides to host her very bizarre retreat there. I, what was the point of that? The point was to promote her brand, which is super annoying. It's so funny too. Is that you know, Teddy? Teddy has to understand and has to see that people really don't like her, but she also has to really see that these women don't take her brand very seriously at all. And if anything, like to throw it back in her face when they're mad at her, like that's why it was so sorry. Go ahead. 
well, I was gonna say flashback to Dorit, like t- Teddy's first season going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part of your accountability program, Teddy, like throwing it right back <laughs> in her face. Because Teddy's job doesn't make a lot of sense. And we know that. Yeah. And the fact that it's only blown up since she's been on the show really pisses me off because it's a bullshit program. And now she's got something like, you know, 5,000 people in it. And it's like they're paying for people to say, hey, don't put that shit in your mouth. Go go on the treadmill. Like, really? That's what this is. Yeah. And like, I don't want to, you know, I hate to bring up Teddy's certifications, but is she certified <laughs> in any way? Like, she is she certifiable. Might be. I just think people don't take her brand very seriously. And so these women don't. And so I think as much as it makes sense theoretically to invite the women, you know, obviously they're going to film it for the show anyway. So to have the housewives there, they're going to film it. I thought like Teddy must know that they were going to talk shit about it. Like when Erica revealed in the room, like, let's just admit (laughs) no one wants to be here. Yeah, no one wants to be here. And Teddy has to know that nobody wants to be there. Teddy knows that Teddy, I will say this about Teddy. And part of what makes her so boring is that she's not delusional. She's with the program. Teddy knows what's up. And that is again, why I think she makes a bad housewife because the best housewives are completely delusional. So Teddy knew that. And that's, what's so annoying about her too, which is that she knew Noah would want to come. And then she purposely made that a storyline because she knew that people would be bitching about it. And also it's like a 10 hour drive. Teddy is someone who I thought like it's a 10 hour drive and Teddy just wasn't clear at all. And like, I think my annoyance with the way she handled the whole situation is that it's one thing to say, you know, I'm going to invite the women and you know what, if they want to come, they can, like, I would write, I would honestly write a similar text that was pretty vague. Like I know I would do that where I would say like, (laughs) Oh, come if you want. And if you don't, no problem. So I was like, okay, I get it. I would write kind of like a wishy-washy text too. And I'll make it very clear. Like I would be guilty of that. You mean passive aggressive? Yeah, a little bit. Like I would do, and I wouldn't do it intentionally to be rude. I would do it because I would try and be like, you can, you don't have to come if you don't want to. Right, no pressure. Right, here's where Teddy lost me. So when she says to Rena in the car, I would prefer that they would come in and leave by dinner time. I didn't understand that. I was like, okay, I never picked that up from what, like she never made that clear. And then when she started doing the whole, I don't give a fuck if you guys come, I'm like, I would never say that because it's just not, I I didn't understand where she was going at that point. Like she was, it just, it didn't make any sense. Her, her intentions were not clear. Yeah, which is and why I, I was Team s- Sutton because it was. She was too. like, well, then why am I coming? Right, I agree. I totally agreed with Sutton that it was very like standoffish and very weird. And uh, if <laughs> someone was saying to my face, multi- like, not only once but about maybe two or three times, I don't give a fuck if you come. I'd be like, okay, well, then I'm not coming. Well, and that's the other part about Teddy that annoys me, which is like, my style is direct. You know, well, actually, your style is not direct because when you tell people to come and not, you don't care if they come, that's not direct. Her style is not direct because she also spent part of the season last year defending herself because it was real <laughs> that she was conspiring. <laughs> she was conspiring with Vanderpump to take down Dorit rather than just say to Dorit to her face that she didn't like her very much. Like there was like, Teddy's not she was a direct scheming. person at all. Yeah. As Dorit reminded us last night. Yes. And Dorit was right about that because (laughs) Teddy is not, Teddy thinks that she's a very direct person. She's, you're absolutely right. Not very direct at all. Don't you hate when you end up agreeing with people like Dorit and Kyle? It makes me so mad. It's so shocking. It's (laughs) (laughs) first. Okay. So I love when Kyle, by the way, is like, talking about all the things that she's doing right now so with the two the, the things on her docket <laughs> is that she's you know filming halloween which she's reminding us of right um, hence the bangs. she's working at, right hence the bangs <laughs> um she's working on kyle by shahida which i'm surprised she did at that point didn't just come with like a whole like you know like all these like stupid gift bags <laughs> with like those hideous kyle by shahida outfits just <laughs> pass out to everybody did you hear what i call it what i call the collection What'd you call it? Lions and tigers and robes. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, I I will never forget. I will never forget Kyle saying that she just takes pictures of things she likes (laughs) and then suddenly she has a sample in the mail. They're at the mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Shahida. Justice for Shahida. Justice for Shahida. I mean, she's really doing the work. Uh, but I got to say, with, like those outfits, I'm surprised Kyle hasn't been wearing them all season, honestly. Okay, don't even call them outfits, Brandon. They are robes and pajamas. They are robes and pajamas. You're absolutely right. They're robes and pajamas. And they're like, I can't even say they look like curtains because they don't, but they do <laughs> look like... They need to curtains. 
Kyle by She Hated to Me looks like weird tablecloth that was washed too many times and you go put them <laughs> on the table anymore. <laughs> Every time you say Kyle by Shahida, I want you to say two. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have any plans to open up another Kyle by Aileen too? Oh my God. I hope so. God damn it. Kyle's the gift that keeps on giving. She was a hot mess this episode, right? So let's talk about her reaction to Dory because that was fascinating to me. What did you make of that whole thing? So she made me side with Dory, which really bothered the fuck out of me because, <laughs> because here's the thing. We know that Dorit's ass is late. We know that she's late to everything. Dorit doesn't care about time, which is a bit of an annoying thing. By the way, imagine Bethany and Dorit having that interaction because you oh. know Bethany would Bethany would just skewer her because you know Bethany's a stickler for you yeah. know everyone being on time. And Dorit's someone who will casually roll in two hours late and go, hey, yeah. how you doing? Doesn't care. But to, No, she does not care. But to be fair, Teddy was very aware that Dorit was coming late and because Dorit told her I will not be showing up until lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um... And so what if she had planned? I'm like, I, yeah, I, exactly. listen, I understand, I understand Kyle's point that like, yeah, Dorit clearly spent hours in the chair. She wasn't super, super, super busy. But the reality is Dorit didn't want to come at five in the morning because who would? Um, she showed up late, but she still showed up. And who cares? Like, if Teddy wasn't mad about it, then why is Kyle mad about it? Somebody wrote on Twitter, I wrote it down, this fight was definitely not about Dorit Hemsley being late. It was about filming the show, Kyle Richards traveling and working like crazy, and Kyle still showing up at what was supposed to be a group filming event. I get her anger, but she couldn't really say what it was about. So I think I mean, yeah, that has some validity. That probably is the basis of the fight, I would assume. And I think my original point, I'm like, yeah, good for, good for Kyle. She showed up early. Teddy is her best friend. So I don't know. I, I kind of, quite frankly, think the obligation is kind of different. Like, I just think, Kyle, like, yeah, Kyle's her very, very, very close friend. I get why right, Kyle should have super early. Dorit and Teddy are not very close friends. And if Dorit already agreed to show, like, Kyle knew about this for days. So I don't really understand why Kyle's acting like she had no idea Dorit would be rolling in hours I think late. she's jealous. I think it's a combination of jealousy and annoyance at Dorit because I think she's, Jealous because she would have liked to spend all that time in glam to look cute for a retreat. But on the other hand, feeling like it's a stupid yoga retreat. Why are you getting glam and in a fake workout outfit when we know you're not going to work out? Like, just, that's just irritating. That would irritate me, too. It would irritate me because Dorit is an incredibly fake person and is a fraud. Ugh. So, like, that Total would annoy fraud. me. Like, Dorit's whole existence annoys me. But it would annoy, <laughs> But if I was Kyle, I would have been annoyed by her three years ago. <laughs> right which she like, was but but it never became a thing well i mean I, I love when kyle finally realizes by the way that she like you know she like she tends to pick the wrong side a lot like and i say that because like yeah she was defending dorit last year against vanderpump but i always find it interesting to see who kyle like saddles up to because kyle tends to always saddle up to like I would say the wrong person. Like she became super close with Taylor Armstrong those first couple of years, right. which was fine, which was fine. But I say that because at that point, Taylor was feuding with Kim for no reason. Um, right. <laughs> she saddles up. She's for some reason saddling right up to Sutton. And you know, she's doing it because Kyle wants to be like relevant in the Beverly Hills world. And she knows that Sutton's a legit socialite. So she's like, I feel bad for Sutton. I really like her a lot. And I think these girls don't understand her. Yeah, it's so transparent. I agree. Because she and Sutton have nothing in common. She's so not Kyle's kind of girl. Kyle, Sutton is... Let's talk about Sutton. I do not know what to make of her. I love her on the show. I actually <laughs> think what's great about Garcelle and Sutton being cast together is that I really feel like they're yin and yang. Like, I feel like Garcelle's oh, someone yeah. you can easily, easily love. And then Sutton's that one who's clearly coming on. As I would say she's some version of a villain. I And I, and I think she brings an mm-hmm. interesting energy to the show. And I like her presence. Um, I'm sorry to keep talking about New York, but I will say this, that I feel like that was the one thing I wish from New York's casting this year is that as much as I love Leah, I think they should have casted someone else as well that was sort of more grounding. Um, But I think they did that perfectly with Beverly Hills this year. It feels like a lot of people in Beverly Hills, a lot of women. Like at that, at um, Dorit, I mean, Denise's barbecue, it was just like one after the other. I'm like, are there 13 housewives on the show? It just feels like too many for me. And dead weight in there. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> when Brandy and Camille roll in with Kim, like with Kim's like boobs out. Remember the trailer where she like her tit was just like hanging out. And no, like, I need to rewatch so, immediately. I love that it. was in the trailer. So they're going to roll it. That's literally how they're going to roll into the season. 
Um, Ken's like, hi, everyone. <laughs> Kim. It's, it's going to feel Kim. like 25 women because Eileen is also making an appearance and, <sighs> and Adrian. Oh my God, you're right. I miss Eileen so much. I know this isn't the popular opinion, but I love Eileen. I love Eileen. And is that not a popular opinion? I thought that she was such a, I thought she was pretty loved for being like such a kind of grounding force. Um, I feel like it was always like, what's the point of Eileen? Like Eileen, you know, she's too normal. Yeah. She didn't contribute much to story, but I will say (laughs) that at the time I thought she was a pretty great presence. And I also, at that point she wasn't taking Vanderpump's bullshit. So I thought that worked pretty well. And I always She had some epic moments. Yep. And I always thought Rinna was her best self around Eileen. Yeah, agree. I love their friendship. Because Rinna really respects her in a way that I don't think Rinna respects any of her other... Like she, <laughs> so I think right. she respects her friends. I think she respects her friends, but I don't think she would have ever turned on Eileen in the way that she clearly turns on Denise and probably will turn on Garcelle eventually. <laughs> totally agree. You're so right. Right? right. Like she's going to turn on Garcelle next year. That's going to happen. Yeah. I really like Garcelle. And and again, I worry about that because she seems normal, like a good mother. I'm just like, ooh, I hope she lasts. Well, what fascinates me about Garcelle versus Sutton is that it's very clear that Garcelle is having the show in her life, like as a part of her life while she's doing other things. And I think that was sort of, I think that was a worry for a lot of people when they cast mm. actresses. Not only will they be sort of fake and, and seem like they're acting, but also that it, they won't really fully immerse themselves in the experience of the show. I think mm-hmm. Rinna is someone who, I know that she's an actress, but I think Rinna is, you know, at that point before she joined the show was way more of just a TV personality. So I'm not yeah. surprised that she kind of let the show be her entire life. I think Sutton's letting the show be her entire life and Garcelle is letting the show be part of her life. Yeah. And that's what worries me because again, she's just normal or seemingly yeah. normal. Where is she but, living, by the way? Where the fuck is her new house? Because that Porter looked Ranch. like it was. Is it? Okay. I'm not trying. Yeah. It looked like a lovely home. It just looked like we drove to like God knows where. Let's just say it's not Beverly Hills and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. <laughs> it's not even the valley. Okay. It looked like no man's land, I will say. Mm, it is. It is. But a lot cheaper up there. I'll give you that. You get a lot more house. I can imagine. All right. So let's get to the retreat. And. I guess we, we, we covered the, um, you know, the Dorit being late, but, but it, there was something, the great editing between the meditation downstairs and the girls yelling and eating French fries on iPhone video. I love that. That was amazing. That was, <laughs> I just love that it was cutting from those, like those poor women coming from God knows where, just trying to, just trying to do a downward dog with that, like with these like random people that Teddy, like team Teddy, whoever's on that team, who was that person who was doing the leading the meditation? <laughs> the Australian woman. It was so random. She's part of team Teddy, of course. And I do love that it cuts is. back. Oh yeah. I do love that it cuts back to the other women eating, you know, uh, <laughs> sweet potato fries because you know that they had nothing to eat all day. Right. But then they were like, oh, no, we're full from all our snacking. By the way, did you well, see be- Dorit's tweet back to Teddy, her clapback on Twitter? I did. I yeah, did. Teddy said, oh, well, Teddy said, quote, I came to be with Teddy, she says, as she eats French fries in her sweet rather than actually be with Teddy. Smiley face <laughs> or like tongue out emoji. And then Dorit claps back. I wasn't alone in that suite or the one who ordered the fries. I was, however, at your retreat for nine hours with four hours of driving. I think that shows the desire to support a friend. Um, arms up in a question emoji. I don't know how to represent that one. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> Hashtag Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Hashtag right. just saying. Dorit's absolutely right. And by the way, was there anything sadder than watching Teddy roll up those mats with those like per- the personalized mats with all the women's names on them? I guess they're not coming. No, but also like she knew she just, uh. but I do love Dorit's comment that um, 90 minutes of meditation sounds like hell. And she'd rather go to the DMV every day for a month. That was amazing. Oh, yeah, no. See, at that point, we needed someone to come in and just like, we just needed someone to like tear shit up. Like, imagine, I'm just picturing Brandy Glanville at that retreat. Like, she would have been like, either screaming, cursing at someone, or she would have like ran naked into the ocean. And Teddy's like, that's not part of the retreat. Oh, my God. Do we think Teddy's good for the show? Just taking a step back from it all? Like, do we really, do we need Teddy? 
No, and I, I think it's interesting <laughs> that they even felt like they, they that they needed to bring her back. I think Teddy is such a weird casting choice because I think that she's very clearly not a good fit for the show, and she's not like a fun, like out of place person the way that like Alex McCord was on New York, or like <laughs> I think or maybe the way. Car- Right, the way Sutton is now, or the way that like Carlton could have been like her first, like her <laughs> first and only season. Um, <laughs> um, but I think with Teddy, like she's such, she's so out of place, and so. I don't know if Kyle like demanded that she comes back. Oh, totally. Or, like, if, I, I assume 100%. that was part of the deal. I think that was yeah. part of the deal. Because Kyle needs that, her wing woman slash bestie slash you know I'll die on the hill for you person. But why does like why was Teddy not a friend? Like I don't understand why she's even a full time housewife. I don't know. Do you think she got pregnant so she could stay on the show? I thought that would be a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say I think when Teddy got pregnant, she knew immediately that it'd be a great storyline, and she was like, "I have I have something for the next year." Because I think in this like weird post Vanderpump world, Teddy was the one who's like, "What like what was she supposed to do?" Yeah, what was she supposed to do? And even, how is pregnancy even a storyline? It's boring. Sorry. I mean, I have a kid. I love being pregnant, but come on. It is boring. And I think, you know, it, it's tough when we have a pregnant housewife because it either is a moment where they could be like completely like, oh, like these women are crazy. Like kind of the voice of reason. Or they're just <laughs> right. kind of like sitting there take, wasting our time. And Teddy's someone who, even when she's not pregnant, <laughs> wastes exactly. our time. But at least and she I can will... drink and be somewhat entertaining. But now she can't even drink. Uh, well, yeah. And you know what? Like, I think with Teddy, like, she's one of those housewives that I can I can imagine only gets a lot of, like, like tweets about how boring she is. And I'm curious to know what she gets from being back on the show. Like, I get that it helps her business, but, like, she must feel humiliated a lot. I think so. I mean, she cried during when, when Sutton called her boring. Yeah, that was too much. And I know that she was triggered by the fact that she said, oh, you're pregnant. But I, I, as much as like Sutton was not very nice in that moment, like no. Sutton clearly meant that like, oh, you're boring because you can't do anything. And that's the truth. I'm sorry. Right. Like nobody wants, to see, nobody wants to see Teddy like on like a girl's trip. I mean, not that these women get wasted anyway. Right. But like They're boring. On the, on the occasion that they do get wasted and Kyle suddenly in a split, I don't want to see Teddy just like <laughs> sitting there like being like, I'll just have my water now or something. Or like, I'm going to go to bed. Like nobody wants to see that nobody wants to see it nobody wants that because you know every time they're drunk which is not often kyle always gets into the split uh what else is anyone doing i hate her splits so much every time she goes into a split i'm like can someone please just like wipe down the floor every time she goes into a split (laughs) at someone else's house i'm like that's hilarious who asked for you to to do this like this is not appropriate the and I'll tell you what's even worse. The split with the hair twirl is so triggering. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you see, you, she's whacking people in the face with her hair. <laughs> with her hair. And she's just like destroying someone's floor when she goes into the split. It's not fun. That's It's just not fun when she does it. What are you thinking about Erica Jane this season? I don't know what's going on with her, but she's much better this year. I mean, I agree. I, she was becoming a waste of space too for a while. Totally. And now she's much better. I think she's being way more open and honest. Um, I think that she's just feels like, feels like she's happy to be there. I didn't realize honestly how much she hated Vanderpump, but I really think that Vanderpump's like being on the show has like had affected Erica's experience because mm-hmm. she seems like easy breezy and like ready to do whatever yeah. now. Completely. She seems way happier and she's, and now that she's happier in sort of the verite moments, I feel like her testimonial one-liners pack an even bigger punch. They're really funny and cutting in a way that they just seemed angry before. Now they just seem like, hey, bitch, I'm with you. You know, like she's yes. one of us. Kind of, kind also, of like what Kara Radzivill was, but in a way more fun way. Yes, and I do love that she um, was saying about Sutton when she showed up last week and that like, <laughs> You know, not so great. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it was no, it was that. It was the not so great ready to wear outfit. She was like, yeah. it looks bad. It was so bad. Even Dolce and Gabbana makes mistakes. Oof. So, all right, eventually they go to dinner and Denise wanders in like a hot mess. <laughs> right? Okay, you know, every car Denise like walks out of it just smells like booze in there. Like, you know, it's bad. Like, she's because she's such a, a tequila girl at Casamigos. I love it. She's like single and a double. And she's <laughs> <laughs> not a double. And 
every time she like walk, like stumbles out of the car and kind of like melts into the melts into the floor and you just know that like it smells bad in that car so like full on tequila yeah i know <laughs> and she rolls awesome. in being like oh i caught up on emails you know i'm doing it i'm like no no she had phone sex with her husband in the car <laughs> with the driver there could do everything and she doesn't care and i love that about her she does not care do you think that she and Aaron are going to survive whatever they went through with this whole Brandy thing? Oh, well, I mean, no, I don't know. Probably not. Mm. I don't know. I Ouch. mean, he's still, he's still, oh, I know. I feel bad. I love her. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's still, he's still there. So right. that's, that certainly know. says something. And it's been months since this, since this whole thing came out. I mean, what do you think happened? I think that they were together more than once. Mm. And Aaron didn't know about it. And okay. I don't know why they were together. I don't know why on God's great earth, Denise would get with Brandy Glanville of all people, but it definitely oh. happened. I think that it happened. So you think it happened more than once behind his back. I think it happened once. And, and no, I Brandy's think Brandy said like on, on Twitter that it was more than once. I know. And quite frankly, I don't have a reason to not believe Brandy because at the end of the yeah. day, like as much as Brandy is a shit stir and like a garbage human, she, I don't really know her to be a liar. Exactly. Exactly. And she was always the one who like kind of spilled things before it came out. Like she was like the first person to say that Vanderpump was like manipulated or like one of the first, I know Kyle said it too, but like Brandy really was the first person to like go against Vanderpump for that. And she was right. How about her? Telling the world that Adrian Malouf had a surrogate when, surrogate when her kids didn't even know it. How can we forget? Yep. <laughs> that was nasty. But listen, was she wrong? No, she wasn't lying. That's the thing. So I just don't think Brandy's a liar. Brandy's a liar. She, yeah, she's not a liar. I, I, I'm curious to know how Denise is going to handle it coming up because I know that she's like, Denise has handled it in a very weird way to me where she like really has not addressed it like i think at one point when it did come out it was really, it was like her publicist that said it wasn't true but denise really hasn't addressed it head on and clearly we're going to see that the way she talks about it on the show but i mean who knows maybe she will come out and say that it, that she that something did happen and then she's like it's another business right i think she may have to cop to it that's my guess and god bless her i feel bad because i um if she is you know uh, bisexual or or queer. I don't know. I mean, if she's queer I and she wasn't out, I feel bad that it came out in that way. Listen, if she is not bisexual and she is queer, then kudos to her for, to having sex with Aaron every single morning <laughs> because that must be oh, true. Well, that's what I meant by queer. Sorry. Yes, it, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, the way Denise describes him, I mean, God bless her. She, <laughs> I mean. she's, she is a strong woman. But yes, I, what I meant to say was, yes, if she's queer, meaning if she's bisexual or, you know, oh, whatever, however she, might, however she might label, I don't know. Right. Because um, I, I, I don't know her to, I don't, I don't know what her sexuality is, but because it's not my business. So I don't really know. And I'm curious to know how it even comes out on the show, actually. Like, I'm curious to know no, why Brandy feels the need to bring it up. Yeah, I, I'm curious to know why Brandy brings it up in the first place. Right, and how right. It sort of, how it sort of gets out. Yep, exactly. I love Mauricio this season. I love that he's just fully leaned into like this Seth Rogen character and he just doesn't give a shit. He's like watching the dog while Kyle's droning on and on. I love that as well. Um, Wait, Brandon, I do, sorry. I, One second. What, Carly? I'm doing a podcast. It's in the dryer. You can grab it. Sorry. I, uh, what are you thinking of Maurizio? I love Mauricio this year. Um, he's great. I, I love his presence. I love the fact that he was one of the only ones trying to, like, who seemed to be on the same level as Aaron when he was trying to talk about whatever he does for a living. Because I think Aaron clearly looked high himself or a little bit drunk. I don't Mauricio blame him Mauricio is that. us. Exactly. How could you go sober at this point? Stumbling into Denise's backyard. With looking like Paul Runyon or Bunyan. Yes. <laughs> he's like a lumberjack. That was so weird. Can I ask a quick question, by the way, about yeah. Kyle's hair? Because I'm thinking of Kamari's hair. Uh, Why those is, bangs. So I, those I bangs are horrible. And I know she tried to say that they were horrible to try and like get to kind of like be on it before we were all on it. But what Kyle doesn't seem to understand is that she seems to love that weird updo. It's like not only in the scene, but also in the intro yeah. where it's that horrible, horrible updo with the bangs. I'm like, why are you 
Okay. Why, if you think, if you think the bangs are bad, why are you, yeah, why are you like making them like Highlighting front and center? That yeah, yeah, like why Here's would you do the that? Thing, Brandon, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Kyle has terrible style. She just does. She rarely gets it right. Now she's very pretty. She's always put together, so it can be deceiving. But if you really break down the hair and the outfits, no bueno. You know, she's always dressed horribly. She really is like always like, when is Kyle, <laughs> by the way, and you know what's a good sort of like test for this is usually like the reunion. When has Kyle ever had a good reunion look? Oh. I can I tell you like one there was good one. look. Was there a green one that I liked? Maybe. I feel like she had The one a that I liked, love it. I liked it. A green one. Okay. There was, yeah, that was probably, there. she had a green look like season seven when it was, uh, when it was Kim, going i brought the bunny to lisa rinna and lisa rinna cries and walks off okay the one look that i think that wasn't too bad for kyle and she ruined it by having red lipstick was her season five reunion which was rinna and eileen's first season you just have an encyclopedic knowledge and memory (laughs) it's like you're the rain man of housewives it freaks me out how the hell do you remember this I don't know. It's bad because it's, you know, it's funny. That my brain can't remember super, super important things. But when it comes to Kyle's reunion look for season five with the lipstick, I can remember that in two seconds. Uh, yeah, it's. I also it's like know everyone's taglines, which is weird. I know everyone's taglines too, which is very, very you weird. You do? Basically. From every season? Probably. Maybe. Bow down. I bow down. I do. Thank All right, you. so let's finish off with the yeah. So we're at the dinner, and I loved, I love the fact that Denise is such a hot mess that she's showing up late to her own events, including her own wedding. She just never <laughs> changes. <laughs> she's amazing. She won't change for these women, and you know no. she doesn't have to. No. I, I I like her. I like her new Malibu house. Um, I is like she's still the fact renting, she, right? She's still renting. Okay. I like the fact sure. that she has like. Her parties don't make a lot of sense, you know. Theme wise, <laughs> like she was like, "This is a pizza party slash Sunday party," and she always does that thing where she oh, goes, "I like diamond. fucking Sundays." I love when she talks like that. Like she has a cig- <laughs> like she has a cigarette the side of her mouth, where totally. she's like, "She's like, no, literally." She was like, "We're gonna have a Sunday party because I love fucking Sundays." Like that's just <laughs> <I know>. it's <laughs> like pretty that's epic. the way she speaks. It's totally. so good, and you know what? I don't blame her. That food looked very good. Yeah, um, way better than that fucking shiitake shot at Kyle's party. I agree with Denise. Well, uh, yeah, Kyle's food. <laughs> the, the food at Kyle's party looked so bad. And I love that Mauricio was like, could I have more of your salmon, Denise? <laughs> he fully <laughs> took her plate. That was... Mauricio's MVP of the season. Yes. And Denise was like, fucking take it. I don't care. Like, she's, <laughs> Please, <laughs> take my fish. She wants her pizza. She wants she her does. pizza on Sunday. And her fucking what will, Why was Kyle so confused about Denise's... um? diamond ice sculpture that was clearly like a nod to the show that they're on oh okay i didn't get that either till this moment oh (laughs) that's hilarious i mean i think it's because it was this kind of like cash backyard barbecue feel and then all of a sudden it's like a lisa vanderpump ice sculpture coming out of nowhere it just it did feel a little bit strange was it a little out of place? Yes, but I thought it was on brand for Denise to have a, a, just a party that didn't make a lot of sense. Very like true. at that point, I was expecting her to have an ice sculpture that was modeled after the Casamigos tequila bottle, but <laughs> instead we had a diamond. That is so funny. Kyle's like, fancy. She is always digging. She's always taking those little digs, you know? It's very Faye Resnick. Kyle's trying to start something so bad. Like you just All the time. feel it. That she's, she's always trying to anyway. But especially now, because she knows Vanderpump's gone, and she's like, I will not have a boring season. I, I have like, that all over my notes, that. Brandon, that in every scene she's producing and she's and she's digging to, to start a fight. And you know what? That's fine. At least she's doing her job. That's fine. But she's such a bad producer in the sense that, like, <laughs> I, it's so funny because the people that try and produce the show, like, typically can't produce any of their own shit like kyle like (laughs) no offense kyle kyle's like 10 years of producer seems to have ended after the failure that was american housewife what was it called american woman american (laughs) woman i watched a few episodes by the way was it good it wasn't bad i'll say that i'm not gonna say it was good 
but it wasn't bad. No offense to Kyle, an American woman. I mean, God bless her. I think Kyle's a very good <laughs> housewife, but you know, I'm not going to say that her tenure as a producer was that successful. And it seems that no. she's not trying again. No, she's back to Kyle by Elaine to Shahidash too. <laughs> Kyle's now back to taking random pictures of things that she likes at the supermarket and then sending them to Shahida to make a sample. Sending them out to of them. India. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> You know, so, she's like texting Shahida, like, can you just give me, she's like, Shahida, I found this plant that I really, really love in Beverly Hills. And I want you to put like a flair to it. And you know that, it, and you know, it has some undertones that you don't like. We don't like, we, we, I don't want Kyle saying anything to, like there needs to be a flair to it. Just like when Kyle said like new house, who dis? I lost like two uh, years off I of did, my life. I, I, exactly. <laughs> that is Kyle's fatal flaw which is she her trying to be funny when she's not it makes me insane it's so bad kyle's not a comedian she's not funny she thinks she is though she thinks she's very funny here's the one thing that kyle's actually very good at and i wish that she did more of these she's a great she's great at impressions oh my god her teddy impression is other level <laughs> her Teddy impression is so funny, and she's actually pretty good at doing everybody. Like she was always yeah. great at doing a Vanderpump impression. She was yep. she was doing a good job with Dorit's voice. Like she's a Agree. really good impressionist, Agree. and I would I would I would encourage her to maybe continue on that journey rather than her her like fashion designer journey. She and Jen Aiden should have an impression face off because Jen Aiden's yes. really good at impressions too. Okay, sometimes sometimes during these dark times, I simply watch Jenny Aiden doing the impressions, but I think her impression of Margaret when she does the laugh is so funny because <laughs> she gets Margaret's laugh down so well. Amazing. Jen Aiden's funny, actually. I'll say she's, it. She's really funny. She's a very good housewife. Okay, so let's oh, yeah. end it on whatever the hell was going on at the end of this dinner where Kyle ended up in tears. I, I mean... It was kind of deep and dark in the sense that what really came out to the fore is that Kyle has all this resentment toward these relationships that she's lost kind of because of the show. If I don't know. It felt like that. What did you make of it? Totally. Well, first of all, Kyle started in a really weird way where she was like, so do you think I'm a lesbian? Yeah, and, what? And so, you, so you see Denise choke up her food. And she's because she's like, because oh, of what's to come. Right. But she's also, like, oh, shit. Denise jumps in. She goes, I'm sorry, my girls are over yeah. there. So my please, girls with Charlie my, Sheen as their dad. <laughs> my my girls are over there. And I think Denise ended up saying at one point, because I saw a clip for next week, she ended up saying that what bothered and I picked up on this that what bothered her more was not really that it was her girls, but it was her girls' friends. And she didn't want them going, like, she didn't want her girls' friends to go back to their parents and say shit about Denise's house, which, like, whatever. But um, well, also, but you know what kind of shit comes out when you're filming. Why would you have them there in the first place? That was just dumb. I agree. I had the, I had the same thought. I was like, well, then why are they even filming the show? <laughs> but whatever. But de- that was Denise's mentality. So she's like, okay, let's not talk about the friend of the girls. And it goes back to apparently Dorit making some comments that you know Kyle and Teddy slept together, like literally in the same bed in Provence. And um, yeah, again, who cares? Who cares? First of all, Dorit was not calling them a lesbian, first of all. And second of all, who the fuck cares? Like, this is such a stupid thing. And we know they're not, and it's just dumb. Right. Like, the fact that Kyle was even remotely, like, bothered by that was so stupid. But also, (laughs) it's, I mean, Dorit, I think, was right on when she said that, you know, Kyle and Teddy will always protect each other, that they're a package deal, and that they have this weird alliance that uh, goes above anybody else's. But I will give Kyle this credit. Kyle was right when she said that she defended Dorit against Vanderpump and that the fact that Dorit kind of slipped over that one was pretty rich. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cuts back to the the whole, goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Um, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. Uh, I think after that, you know, I think we lost Kyle because Kyle was then kind of grasping at straws because she was trying to, she was trying... She was trying her best to be like, oh, I, I I defend everybody in this group. Okay, I defend everybody. And for some reason, she chose Rena as the way, and, which I thought was a silly choice. Like, don't use Rena as your example, but okay. So, But that also, jo- wasn't that super dark? You're basically saying that I lost my sister because I defended you, Rena? That's not true, and it's not fair. It really bothered me. 
Yeah, I I think Kyle trying to throw that onto Rinna was not appropriate, and I'm glad that Rinna put. I, I, as I, I was kind of I was pretty surprised when Rinna pushed back by saying, "Like, well, not with your sister," because I thought that was kind of weird. But at the same time, I mean, was Rinna wrong? No, but I right. thought it was a bit of it was definitely like a weird thing to say, because yes. um, it just that's sort of like a way to cut deep. But yeah, I, I think well, that and also, Kyle should have... I'm sorry, but I'm going to defend my sister before my friend. Like, blood over friendship. Sorry, babe. Yeah, I agree. I I, I was kind of confused why Rinna felt the need to even say it. <laughs> right. But, but of course, Kyle, that makes Kyle short circuit, which means that... I mean, and we know that that was what Rinna wanted, was to was for Kyle to kind of short yeah. circuit and be like, ah, oh, well, so fuck good. you guys. Fuck you, Rinna. Yeah. Um, I, I do love, by the way, that... And I, I had... How, we skip over this that i think right before this happens denise like gets up trying to defend she was trying to defend Ren and say don't be mean kyle don't be mean yeah and kyle turns into like mean girl kyle which yeah people tend to forget tell people tend to forget sometimes that kyle is kyle's, mean one, girl. Of the meaner, yeah. kyle's one of the and meaner her, housewives that we have she is, she's always been a mean acting, girl anytime she's not a mean girl is kyle acting i'm sorry Yes, uh, Kyle at the core is a mean girl. And yep. if if people forget, let's remember season two, the way she treated Brandy Glanville. Hiding the crutches him. was so evil. Oh, it was so evil the way that she would always talk behind her back. And when Kyle gets very threatened by women, she like mm-hmm. feels the need to get, she just like immediately goes after them. It's a very ugly, ugly, ugly trait. It's Big Kathy Jr. Like this is, they had the worst mother on the planet. It's amazing they're, even functioning people. Well, Kyle is not Kim. Right. And so Kyle turns to Sutton and she's like, oh my God, this one, you know, always yeah. has that like top knot in her head and then calls yeah, her a muffin. That was I, so mean and out of nowhere. Oh, but Kyle's the first person, by the way, to always go after people's physical looks when she's pissed. Like she did that with Brandy where like it was Ooh. like the way Brandy was dressing and like the way it's just that. like, wow. Well, and she was like, oh, she's tall. Like, it's, she, Kyle gets really, like, weird about people, like, women and their looks, and, like, will start, like, making weird comments. I'm not surprised that immediately she tried to go for Denise Richards' top knot. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, really, Kyle, you want to go there? Because Denise Richards can wear a top knot and still look better than <laughs> Kyle. So, like, I, let's, I mean, listen, Denise is, Kyle's a gorgeous woman, but Denise is a model, and Denise is gorgeous. Yeah. And, like, I mean, men have been... And I don't, wanking off to wild things for like 30 years and by the way i don't mean to compare their looks i think <laughs> kyle's a beautiful woman but my point is if kyle wants to go there she's not going to like the answer no not against denise richards honey sorry like sorry. <laughs> like it's just the truth but you know what denise never went after her looks so like denise would never I, I just don't think that would be in denise's nature to be like well kyle dresses hideous like it's like i don't think denise <laughs> would ever say that no no she wouldn't it's rude. And I, 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 Kyle, you know, feeling the need to kind of get into mean girl Kyle mode was interesting. And I'm glad that they kept it in because it just shows who Kyle is. Yeah. I feel like she's getting a bad edit, which I'm surprised about. It's so funny because I was thinking that Denise was getting the villain edit, but I, I will say that at the end of that, you know, super cut and the preview for episode one, where mm-hmm. they chose to not show any of the housewives, but they did choose to show Kyle and Rena reacting to this, mm-hmm. where Kyle's like, oh, what do you, did you see the news, Rena? And Rena's like, I don't think we'll ever see Denise Richards again. I immediately yeah. thought, oh, they're getting the villain edit. I think Denise is coming out of this the hero. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. I think that's the narrative because I think for her even, I think the producers are respecting the fact that she's one going to carry the season on her back by the end, but also the fact that she's actually going to talk about what's going on and like at least address the rumors rather than Lisa Vanderpump her way out. I think producers are going to give her the hero edit and that Kyle and Rena are going to look like major assholes. I, I will enjoy that. I think. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. Bring it on. Well, I love s- it. Bring it on. Well, I'm so glad we have a good season. It's so nice to be able to talk about this and not be annoyed and pissed off like we were like for the last three years, basically. It's so nice to look forward to it. I'm glad that we have this content during quarantine, especially because I don't know if you watch Potomac, but, you know, they push. Oh, you got to start watching that one. Yes. I think behind New York. Well, I think behind New York, Potomac is the best one. And Potomac was actually supposed to premiere on Sunday but they ended up pushing it back to later this summer because Bravo, unfortunately, is going to run out of kind of co- new content fairly quickly. Um, 
so they're trying to kind of keep whatever they have and and kind of and kind of spread it out um and so Potomac is going to get pushed. And I think actually it's going, to, it's going to be better that way just because I think when we start nearing the end of Beverly Hills in New York, it'll be nice to kind of have the attention on, we'll have, we have two good seasons of those two shows. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be, it'll be nice to have attention on Potomac because at that point, Potomac is going to be the new, only new Housewives series airing. Oh no. And then probably the last one for it. a while. Yeah. Well, because at this point, I don't really know when the other shows are going to pick up shooting again. And it, like, you know, the way that they usually premiere the shows, like interesting enough, like we're in May. OC supposed to usually premieres in like July. Is it July? Yeah, like July or August. Huh. Dallas usually pre- Dallas usually premieres as well in July or August. I don't think Dallas is going to come back. No, they're coming back with two new housewives. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. They were they were going to come back, so they're on they're on hold. Jersey's on hold. Um, which usually premieres in like November ish. Right. And OC, and OC was about a month into filming. So they're on hold too. I love that you know everything about everything, Brandon. You are <laughs> a breath of fresh and so much fun. I love listening to your recaps with Erin Martin on her podcast, Pink Shade with Erin Martin. Where can everybody find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter at the, the Alvarado and then on Instagram at the Brandon Alvarado. Amazing. Please follow Brandon. He's so fun. And it was so great to chat with you about all the things we actually talk about when we see each other, which hopefully won't be too long when all this ends eventually. Yes, exactly. Thank you for having me on. So great to have you. And I will talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. 